On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks continue their winning streak to six games, and this one was a big one against the Chicago Bulls. Coming up next, we'll tell you why the Mavericks are title contenders. We will? Of course we are. And why Josh Green was key and has been incredible over the last couple of games. Talk about that and more on today's Lockdown Mavericks. I'm Luka Lentich, and this is Lockdown Mavericks I don't believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor, writer, who the streaking son, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? All right, we were halfway joking about this uh, before we hit record, but... I think this is the Mavs' bi- biggest win of the season. Two, like we were doing this like almost two games in a row, the best win of the season. So the Warriors game. The Rockets game. And then and then, now, and then now this one. The, two, the last two home games have been the best two wins of the season. Yeah. You know, obviously you compare it to the Warriors game, you know, Dirk Knight, everything considered with that. But this is where I make the difference in this game because I think not to discredit the Mavs, you know, in the Warriors game, they did play great defense, played a good basketball game. Held them to 82 points. Held them to 82 points, which is insane. But I I do feel like there's a part of it that was just an off night from Steph. And this game, it felt like the Bulls... <laughs> you think scoring Steph scoring three points in the first half was an off night for Steph? Just a, yes, just a little and, bit. And there were shots bit. that he normally makes, and he just didn't. And but it it felt like tonight, in a night to where you know DeRozan and Levine both had over twenty, Vucevic was in double figures. You know Kobe White played well off the bench. It's not like we're wa- looking at this Bulls team and saying, oh, you know DeRozan had six points in this game or whatever. Like they're missing like- a bunch of guys with health and safety protocols. That's not the case. The only guy they were really missing was Caruso. Exactly. So I feel like this was a you know a a pretty good punch thrown at the Mavs from from the Bulls and. The Mavs, man, they made it happen. And I found myself more hyped during this game and excited for the Mavs coming out of this game than I was after the Warriors game. And I I think, in my opinion, this is the best win of the season for the Mavs. It's definitely right up there. Uh, So the Mavericks win 113 to 99. They held the Bulls under 100 points, which is, is pretty good. Again, the Mavericks continuing this streak of playing some really good defense against these teams. And the the Bulls were the number one team in the East, right? This is not just some team that's just been plucky and has been you know decent over this last stretch. This team has been really good. This Bulls team has been good, and the Mavericks ended up beating them. Their defensive rating in this game was 106.5. Really good defensive rating for this team. The Mavericks offensive rating, 124. Really good offensive rating. A solid, solid win for the Mavs. And you can't really hold anything... Back, right? You can't hold anything against them. The Mavs are missing KP. That's a bigger loss for the Mavs than, than Caruso for the Bulls, as, as good as Caruso has been for them. Right? You want to think about that for a second? Uh, yeah. Jason Kidd also out and still out with health and safety protocol. Sean Sweeney, the assistant coach, fills in for him. And so the Mavericks missing their second best player and their coach. So you, can, uh, you can't hold anything back for the Mavs in this win. It was absolutely a huge win for the Mavericks. Now, the key, I thought, was defense. The Mavericks were able to you know, switch around. The Mavericks have just, they've become such a cohesive team over this last stretch of games. 
You have all these wings that can switch around. Maxi has been so big on defense. He started the game out on DeRozan. He guarded Vooch for a stretch. He guards the rim. He switches out on the guys. Him being just a focal point on yes. defense has been so massive for this Mavericks team. Then you throw in Dorian Finney-Smith playing some solid defense. You throw in you know, uh, Reggie Bullock getting out there and getting around. Josh Green playing 22 minutes in this game and being able to stay out there longer because we'll he was making Josh Green because he was contributing on offense. We'll talk about him a lot more a little later. But those guys all just getting after it and being a cohesive defensive unit was awesome for this team tonight. Here's uh, somebody tweeted uh, a reply to one of my tweets after the game, and I I thought this was something that summarized my thoughts a lot. This was immaculate vibes 41. Literally, his name's Father of Immaculate Vibes. Let's go. Great Abby of Dirk. But he said, the promising thing here is that it's been done with so many different combinations of lineups and matchups. The team as a whole has learned how to play in this defensive-minded and ball-movement offensive system, regardless of who are playing or rolling out on the court. <clears throat> and I wanted to highlight that because I think that's where I'm the most impressed right now. Because they've won, they've they're going on this streak with it's not the exact you know, players, right? Like we saw it at the beginning. It was, you know, Luca was out and it was KP for a few games. And then, you know, KP goes out, then Luca's back and they're mixing and matching these guys and they're making it happen different ways. And what have we, I feel like we've said this a million times. You can say in football, you can say in basketball, the best teams out there can win different ways. And that's where the Mavericks right now, they're winning with these different combinations, these different, you know, we've seen Brunson and Luca start together for a bit now, but they're just winning in different ways. And I think that's where I'm coming out of these games, coming out of the six-game stretch, to where they've beat arguably the two best teams in both conferences, winning in a different different ways each time. So I, I, I can't praise them enough right now. Yeah, I would put the Nets there as the best team in, in the other conference. Well, I just Kyrie did, like, plays, record-wise. But, but right, right, you're right. Yeah. Um, and Jalen Brunson was asked after the game, you know, Luke Askew, friend of the pod from As Moneyball, was like, can we get a vibes check after all this stuff? Be great vibes, no, it's great vibes, like great vibes, great vibes. Yeah, great vibes, no, sensational vibes. And like the vibes are immaculate. They are. They are for the Mavs right now. And it's been incredible to watch. It's been great to see. You mentioned how the Mavs have to win in different ways. They have learned how to score in different ways, defend in different ways, right? That's, that's sort of what has made this team good over this last stretch. They've been able to figure out ways to defend Vooch, defend Steph, defend De- L- Levine and DeRozan. You know, How many Le- games under under 100 now? You tweeted it out. Ooh, it was, well, they held they held the Nuggets, the Warriors, and the Bulls under 100 points. Like, all three okay, of those cool, teams. Yeah. Um, so it hasn't, I don't know if it's been, like, in a row, but the Mavericks have, have played <laughs> some incredible defense. Yeah, the Bulls under 100, the Rockets got over 100, but just barely. Warriors under 100, Nuggets under 100, Thunder, uh, and then the, the the both Sacramento games actually, even though the Mavs lost that first one, but that's yeah. it's a lot that the Mavs are holding these teams. The Mavs play a little slower pace, and so you take that into account. But defending these guys in different ways, Zach Levine, seven of twenty one from the field in this game. In the fourth quarter, Zach Levine only had one of three. He only hit one of three shots. He only took three shots in the fourth quarter. Him and DeRozan combined for six shots in the fourth quarter. That that's defense. That's ball denial. That is. Now, making making the Bulls and, and forcing the Bulls to do something else. The Mavs started trapping DeRozan in the fourth in the fourth quarter. They started just let's just get the ball out of his hands and try to get Lonzo and Troy Brown Jr. and Ayo DeSumo and Kobe White. Like let's try to get these guys to beat us instead of you know Levine and DeRozan. And it worked tonight. I, I freaking love if y'all listen to any of our pre-draft stuff. You know I liked Ayo, and uh, I love that he is uh, he's 
excelling with the Bulls this year, even though I thought he was going to join Luca's list of random players that <laughs> he hates across the you league. You thought for sure. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought, I thought for sure Luca was going to get a tech in this game, but he came out. Oh, early on, I mean, refs he, were not uh, were not friendly with the whistle towards Luca early on. I was like, hey, you're about to get this tech, and I'm going to be like, oh, okay. It is that, what it is. The it, Mavs had... At, at halftime, the Mavs had one free throw, and it was from a Josh Green and one that was so obvious. That, you know, it's like, okay, well, <laughs> that's yeah. all they're getting. And Luca was going in the paint a lot. It's not like they were taking a bunch of jumpers either. But but like you said, they doubled you know Demar a little bit in the second half. He's so dang good in, in the mid range. It feels like he can Man. get whatever shot he wants. Some I, of the even I, some of the shots he hit tonight. I think all of his shots tonight were really tough. I yeah, I don't exactly. know if he hit an easy shot all night. That that was what I was about to say. I mean, a lot of these shots he was hitting were just. I mean, I feel like he was jumping when he wasn't even looking at the basket. He was jumping and turning and just draining it. it that's just how he is. He's he's one of the best clutch you know players in the in the entire NBA. And I thought they did really good on him late. Um, you just can't praise their defense enough right now. I mean, I you can't. There, there's two things right now that I I know some people are probably out there trying to do their victory laps on either Josh Green or this defense. But there's two things that kind of came out of nowhere, and that is how good the Mavericks are defensively right now. And how how well Josh Green has been playing. He has. Josh Green. Paul Garris is like, <laughs> all right. Which is it? I haven't seen him tweet about Mavs since the Mavs have went on a winning streak. Is that a coincidence or mm, did I miss something? Or the Mavs need to lose for Bob to tweet again? Or? Yes, sir. That's what you do. <laughs> all right, coming up, let's get into Hot Man, the Hot Player. Hot Player. The hot player for me is Josh Green. We're going to get into him. We're going to talk about his impact, how he's kind of come onto the scene and how he's become uh, viable for the, for the Dallas Mavericks. What did I just say? Work we'll on, talk that. About all, Work talk, on that phrasing on this ad break. <laughs> talk about all that and more on today's. Uh, talk about all that. We'll talk about that coming up. Why did I why did I just go back into our intro? Like my brain is only built to do like the intro. Coming up next. Coming up. <laughs> I'm Luka Doncic and just... boom. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. They're absolutely delicious. You have to try them. I took one to the game with me tonight. Coconut brownie chunk. I may have to re up in a little bit. I'm running I'm running low, and so I need to re up coconut brownie chunk. I, am I too. I ordered them multiple boxes at a time just cuz I'm nervous that they're going to run out again. So you need to as well. 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar. I know. I know there's some of you out there using the using the MyFitnessPal, using the LifeSum, using those apps out there, and you have to track your macros, track what you're putting into your body. 150 calories, that's nothing. That is nothing for you, especially if you uh, have the calorie intake that, that I do with my size. Uh, so go get one of those. Use the promo code LOCKED15. You get 15% off your entire order at Built.com. You can try all kinds of things. They have bites right now. They're 50% off. You, those are the, the smaller bars. So if you even want a smaller bite-sized snack, those are 50% off right now. Go check it out. Built.com. Again, promo code LOCKED15. All right, Isaac Harris. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms now. Make your second listen after this show, the Lockdown Now podcast. You'll get nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts, including me. You'll hear from me after the, the Mavs-Bulls game. You'll also hear from Matt Peck on the Bulls side of things. I thought his insight was interesting for it. Listen to Lockdown Now app on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you watch. Uh, or you can go to the YouTube channel, Lockdown NBA. All right, Isaac. So... We've talked about, you know, this defense for for the Mavs, how they've come about it. And 
I think the emergence of Josh Green has upped that defense in a way, right? Him being able to play 22 minutes and, and, and getting to that point where the Mavericks now not just have Maxi and Dorian, who they've had forever. They add Reggie Bullock this offseason. He's been an asset on defense as well. And then Josh Green is basically an addition because he just did not play besides yeah. the, the crazy COVID stretch the Mavericks had last year. He plays in this game. His Shout defense, out to Rick. His defense has been uh, has been an asset to this team, and then he scores 18 points just to like cap it off, just to cap it off, and just to add to it. And uh, that's been massive for the Mavs. Oh, he swung the game. I mean, I feel like we've said this a couple of games where, oh man, Josh came, Josh Green came in the game and just changed the game. But I feel like he really did swing the game. I mean, like you said, he ate 18 this game, career high. Um, he was a plus nine. You know, he, the it's game not, after scoring 17 points, which was his career high, right? Like followed it yeah. up with it. Yeah. And, you know, he hit the one three that, you know, he took in this game. I mean, I think, you know, that's the next level for him is the shooting. We all know that he knows that um, he had to hit that three, right? That three uh-huh. was an incredible. We'll talk about this stretch a little bit, but uh, beginning of the fourth quarter, Luca is falling down. He drives into the paint and falls over. And while he's falling over, it was just like that Memphis shot, except for instead of a shot, it was a pass. He kicked it over to Josh Green, wide open in the corner. And Luca was just looking from the ground like, oh, you SOB, you better make this shot. I just <laughs> fell down and like, like it was a nice pass. Wrist everything to get this shot, this pass over to you. And he nails it. So he hits that three. He's still got to work on his form and stuff. But man, I mean, he. I mean, I feel like that's what all the Mavs fans are talking about right now. I mean, I, I got mm-hmm. texts tonight about him. You know, Twitter's just talking about him because, you know, I think in even one of the solo pods I did when you were out of, I did like a mini journey of Josh Green, of him getting drafted to DMPCDs to, man, how does Josh feel? Frank Nilekina came in, just passed him up. And it's like, yeah. we just kind of thought he was an afterthought. Like, I joked with you after the game and saying, Hey, you think Mavs fans just want him as a throw-in for a Dragic deal right now? Yeah, and still, like, do they still want that? I mean, that was, but that was realistic. You know, how many months ago? Of oh, for fans, throw, for fans, it was for, realistic. Yes, for a lot of fans out there, it was like, oh, just throw him in there in, in a potential Dragic deal. And now it's like, is this? Is he a young piece with this team? And and I, I'm gonna go a step further. And this might be a little little hot takeish, a little bit here, but when fully healthy, KP's back. You have a starting lineup of KP and Dwight and Dorian and Brunson and Luca. And you, let's just say you're running a tight rotation, eight man rotation. It's the playoffs. Why, why does Josh Green not play over Tim Hardaway Jr.? It's Reggie Bullock, it's Maxi. Those are locks coming off the bench. And I'm just saying right now, like, I, I get the money dispute, I get all of that. And I get that Tim Hardaway Jr. is a really good, you know, three-point shooter. And hey, you need the the jolt of offense. But I'm just saying, like, that's just something I'm entertaining right now. Of like, why why doesn't Josh Green play over Tim Hardaway if the, if it's an eight-man type of rotation in a playoff series? I just wanted to toss that out there. Whoo! I can feel the cinders. The cinders are just burning under under that take. The way that Tim Hardaway is playing right now, and the way Josh Green is playing right now, makes that take not as hot as it, as it normally would be, right? And I think yeah. the reason why Tim would be out there is that jolt of offense. Is he's one more guy that can hit a shot when you know, like you take Tim out of that, you take Tim out of that lineup. All of a sudden, you got some shaky three point shooters. Bullock has been kind of a shaky three point shooter. You know, Dorian Maxey have been have been really solid, but they're not going to do anything besides you know, uh, like stand still spot up shots. Tim can do a little bit on the, on the move. 
You have him hitting those mid range shots that he can. Yeah. He's just been he's just a streaky guy. You get, you know, every third night from him is awesome. And then it then the other two nights are just bad right now. And they're not even like decent. They're bad right now. Yeah. Every every other night, but I and I get it him. too. Like Tim's gonna have the game where he puts up like twenty six and he right. hits that's that's the why. Yeah, and, and so I, I get all of that. I'm just saying that Josh has been playing so well as of late. And when you look at all the things that he does well and how that those strengths complement this team and they complement a Luca, they complement a Jalen Brunson, his cutting ability. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Like he is sometimes it feels like he is the only guy out there that's moving without the ball. And how many, I mean, how many, I don't have his shot chart in front of me, but he was what? He was eight of eight 10 of for 10. the field. How many of those eight you know baskets were within, you know, 12 feet from the basket? Like all of them, except for the one three. Yeah. So all of that, them were within like, like around the rim. Yeah. So like, that's the type of stuff that he just brings all the intangible types. And so anyway, I, I'm, I'm really proud of him. I'm excited for him. I'm excited for the Mavs like organization on that because him being good it really does matter to this team on this yeah. rookie contract and all of that. So, um, yeah, hats off to Josh. He changed the game tonight. Absolutely. He absolutely changed the game. And I don't want to take away too much from Josh Green, but one of the other reasons why you you played Tim over, over Josh is because it would just be like teams threatening Josh Green to shoot every time on defense, right? They would just like pull a guy away from Josh. But the thing is the cutting, right? The, the cutting kind of negates that a little bit. Yeah. And we saw that in this game where if they're going to back off of Josh Green, then he's going to cut and he's going to find a way to get into the paint. And he said after the game, when you get into the paint, good things happen. And so he did that. He's able to hit guys. Um, he only had one assist in this game, but it was a really good pass. Um, and when the ball's moving, that's when cutting's even more important. Like right. when, when it's ISO ball and you're just like, hey, one you guy dribbling. <laughs> yeah, when, that's when it's like, oh, oh my gosh, they're just going to sag off this guy. But it, if they're all moving and moving without the ball and cutting and passing all this stuff, that's where his strengths come into play a lot. So I'm not saying I'm fully there. It's just something I was thinking about. I'm like, dang, there, there might be times that I might prefer Josh out there than Tim. If you had to choose now, you can always run a nine man rotation and be, right. be fine. There's there's enough minutes for them. It's just when KP comes back, I'll be interested to see how those things shake out. And if you look at the minutes in this game, that's not a conversation that coaches are having. <laughs> right. Like, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine in a game like this. But I, how does the fan base feel whenever you know KP's back? Everybody's fully healthy. Yeah. And Josh Green, you know, just got, you know, 11 minutes in the game. And we're like, and it goes back to. The question we've been asking, we still haven't seen yet because KP hasn't been back. Can the Mavs keep up this level of defense with Luka, KP, Brunson, and Tim Hardaway Jr. all in the rotation? Is it possible, yeah. right? Can, yeah. they, can they can they do that? We don't know that yet. We've seen it with all of them except for like one, right? It's Luka's out or, you know, KP is out or Tim Hardaway was out. But can they do it with all four of those guys? I don't think they can keep it up with all four of those guys on the court at the same time. So then, okay, who's the odd man out then? Josh Green coming in brings a positive defensive player and then now his you know cutting and the other things he's brought has made him viable to to keep playing and so you don't want to bring moses in or moses is is not is struggling right now <laughs> moses yeah. Yeah, moses yeah. Is, is not doing the best right now 
But but yeah, Josh Green, we can't say enough good things about him. His his got an and one play. He had a couple other drives, his putbacks, like just the way the that lobs, he can like in transition. The lob finishes. What what are what what is this Mavericks team of I know. lobs and running a fast break? I'm like, what is this? What are we watching? Well, they're getting stops. We haven't seen this Mavericks team in like three years actually get real stops on defense, and that's what leads to these outlets and the fast breaks and all that kind of stuff. We just haven't seen it. Yeah, the Mavs had thir- they only had 13 fast break points tonight, but it feels like a, a ton but, to us because we're not used to it. Yeah, and we're not used to, you know, dunks. Like we're just not <laughs> in general. Well, it's just I mean, typically, I mean, how how many play that's why Dennis, you know, when Dennis first came in, we're like, whoa, perimeter guy that can dunk? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, because normally it's just our role, man. It's like, all right, Brandon Wright's of the world, Tyson, yeah, Dwight Powell, stuff like that. It's like all right, so it's kind of cool when you see Josh Green as a perimeter guy going and throw it down. <laughs> Guys that are not seven feet can dunk? Wow. <laughs> Who, knew Who knew that? All right, coming up, let's get into the rest of this game. We have a lot more stuff to talk about. Jalen Brunson. Well, we haven't even talked about Luka really at all. 22, 14, ah, and 14. Just a triple-double. Who just, cares? Just a, just a 20, 14, and 14 triple-double. We'll talk about him. Jalen Brunson was the full box of Kraft macaroni and cheese tonight with his craftiness. I want to talk about him a little bit. We'll get into that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about betonline.ag. Tell me about it, Nick. By the time you're listening to this, the playoffs are probably set, Isaac. That's true. In the NFL, the playoffs are set. It seems like, uh, so the Cowboys opening up against the 49ers, a three-point favorite at home. That's coming on Sunday, the 16th. You feel like the Cowboys got that one? You feel three points? Yeah, yeah, they got that. Take those points. Go ahead. Bet on betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN and get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Your Ravens in the playoffs are... Whoa! Do we have... You do we have, take shots right now? Do we have that matchup already? Do you have Russell Set? Westbrook's... Do we anything, have, anything do we have about that, that? Do we have that matchup ready? <laughs> Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN again. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris. We talked about Josh Green. We talked about the defense. Those are the big things in this game. But it, it doesn't happen without Luka. Let's just be very clear about this, right? This game does not is not where it is without Luka. Josh Green does not score as many points as he does without the attention that Luka brings. He does not take advantage of that. Like all the rest of these guys, it all kind of comes down to Luka at times. And he did not shoot the ball well. His first half, he was... Uh, absolutely brutal trying to just hit stuff around the rim. Both of these teams, and I think I, we were texting about this at the beginning of the game, both of these teams have so many guys at different points there in the game that you can attack, right? You can attack Tim Hardaway Jr. Yeah. On the other side, you can attack Levine and DeRozan. You can attack Vooch, and the Mavs were attacking Vooch a lot <laughs> yeah, in this right. game. Nikola Vucevic in the pick and roll was just all over the place. Okay, do I do I ice? Do I, do I step up to the ball handler? What do I do? And then he just kept, kept getting caught in the middle, and the Mavs were taking advantage of it. So, Luca tried to do that, and he kept trying to finish at the rim like he normally does, and just he missed a bunch of bunnies at the rim. A lot of them with contact, and that's why he was getting mad early, but he shook it off, and he finished the game with 22-14-14. and 14. <laughs> Because uh, when, remember the beginning of the year when we were like, Luca's going to get like double-digit assists all the time as soon as these guys start hitting shots, and the Mavs went 16-36 from three, and he had 14 assists. Yeah, I mean, this, yeah. I mean, you, you said it. He didn't have the greatest shooting tonight, 8 of 23. Even though he, he wasn't getting the whistle, I thought he kind of fell into the trap of trying to get the whistle, even you know above making the... How about this? The, Luca 8 of... eight. What was he? 8 of, 20, 8 of 23 from the floor, 34%. Yeah. KP didn't play, and the Mavs still beat the number one team in the East by 14 points. 
Yeah. Like just that sentence right there probably makes it the best win for the Mavs. Yeah, for sure. And now I'll say this with Luca. This is why I'm not worried about it when it comes to like him starting in the all-star game. Because I mean, <laughs> 14 points, I mean, 14 assists, 14 rebounds, 22 points. I really think that they're going to continue going on this run. How you know they're going to lose here you know, in it coming up probably at yeah. some point, but they're they're still going to continue hovering in this five you know probably five to six in, in the West in my opinion, and his assist and rebound numbers I think will go up. So that's why I, I'm not worried one bit. Luka Doncic as the fifth seed in the West, averaging twenty seven nine and nine, you know, starting in the Western Conference. I I think that's yeah. I love Jaw block tonight was amazing. But uh, I think Luca's got that. I think this next round of, of voting, we're going to see Luca's vote total go way up. Yeah. yeah. Um, me too. And KP's not playing. So for those of you that are like, why do you always say vote for Luca and not vote for KP? Well, vote for Kristaps Porzingis, everyone. Yeah, vote Let's for KP. Let's get him in the top 10. He deserves it. He's just not playing right now. So I'm not sure yeah. we're going we're not, we're not sure to see the same bump. Uh, but yeah, Luca in this game, the passing. I, I mentioned that pass to Josh Green early in the fourth quarter. I thought that was a huge stretch for the Mavs. The Mavs... Um, the Mavs had a really good the, the the moments that the Mavs won this game was at the end of the second quarter when the Mavericks had been basically down by 10 at since the beginning of the first quarter they had been just flirting with alright we're coming back no we're not we're going to stay with this 10 point and then the Mavs just went on this little stretch they went on a 10-4 stretch with about 4 minutes left in the, in the second quarter and it was Josh Green doing this Josh Green had an and one he had a kick out to Dorian for a 3 he took a charge against Zach Levine and then Luca kicked over to Maxi for this incredible rhythm 3 and the Mavericks were all of a sudden on a 9-0 run to end the second quarter and they were within one and so it was like this 10 point lead that the Bulls had the entire first half all of a sudden just vanished and so the Mavs went into halftime they come out and in the in the beginning of the third quarter Luca had not been shooting well, and he ends up getting you know an and one in the paint. He finally gets one of those close to the basket to drop, pick and roll with Vooch, hits a jumper, and so Luca's jumper just started to go right. The first couple of baskets were Luca, and I felt like the end of that second quarter, the beginning of that third quarter was the big turning point for the Mavs. Yeah, I feel like they took the punches, and that's where I was so impressed. Like if you can take the punch, multiple punches from really good teams, and not get knocked out and you could stay in it and come back and tie and take the lead and all that. Like, I feel like they, (laughs) I feel like they took a couple punches tonight and specifically in that second quarter, they took that and you know, you kind of got, you're in the danger zone a little bit. I'm like, all right, bulls are up, you know, double figures. What's going to happen here? Is this going to turn into a blowout? The Mavericks going to answer the punch and they answered and they made it a one point game going into halftime. And I was super impressed by that. Yeah, that was exactly what you said. They took that punch. They responded to it. At the beginning of the third quarter, they continued that momentum. Luca hit a couple of buckets. Then, you know, you had the Josh Green drive and finish through contact. Then you had Luca to Josh Green for the alley-oop. And, and all of a sudden, it was a, an eight-point lead for the Mavs at the beginning of the third quarter. And so that's it completely flipped. End of the second quarter, beginning of the third quarter. And then when the Mavs really took it over was um, – Oh no, that, that stretch I'm just talking about was in the fourth quarter. The beginning of the fourth quarter was when the Mavericks really extended that lead. It became a nine-point lead with the Josh Green alley-oop. And then uh, they had a 19-9 start to the fourth quarter. And that right there took them to um, you know, the 10-point lead that they had. And then they just basically kept it the rest of the game. So can I transition to a talking point about Josh Green and Brunson? Or you got something about the game? So an angle of this, bigger picture here, that... I know we probably don't want to talk about because we love we we love this team right now. Is quietly 
the biggest thing when it comes to the trade deadline and, and the trade talk trade season for the Mavericks over the past year is, hey, the Mavericks just don't have assets, right? Like they don't have the young yeah. pieces. They don't have any of stuff like, you know, they got some contracts, but, you know, they can never be in the bidding game for some of these people. Now, we love JB. We love Josh Green. But it's not it's not just, hey, they're playing well for this team right now. And the, the Mavericks have won six games in a row and all this stuff. Quietly, they're they're forming a couple pieces here that are young, good pieces that you know teams across the league are looking at these guys saying, "Hey, like, okay, we see what Jalen Brunson's doing right now. We know his contract's up this summer. We see Josh Green, man, he can play defense, all this stuff." So I'm just saying, I, quietly, that narrative of the Mavericks don't have any assets, I think, is shifting just a little bit. Of now, I'm not saying they should do anything. I don't know what that even looks like, but I'm just saying, like we've kind of operated with Mavericks don't really have anything to, huh? Okay. I could see some teams being very intrigued with some Mavericks, you know, pieces now. Could you attach Brunson and or Josh Green to a Tim Hardaway Jr., right? Can can you do some things like that where it's not all of a sudden a negative asset? Like that's what I think that's those are the things that you're talking about. Now well I know now, people in the comments are like, no, I mean I'm just throwing it out there of like, hey That's another positive. It's a positive that if they keep the whole band together, I was just texting somebody that, you know, about this tonight saying, oh man, they have all these pieces. And if they keep it together, then they can grow together. They can, can they're all young and all this stuff that they do that. Awesome. Great. But there's also, that's just the, the angle we've had to like live in right now. There's another angle of like, well, maybe there is another route to where if a, if a player is, you know, being shopped around the deadline, right. Like, I don't think the Mavericks are completely out of it now in these conversations of if they want they, if they do see something out there that could be a better fit. So that's all That's all I'm saying is that's just a quiet narrative of, hey, that's another added bonus to the young guys on this team playing really well. Gotta love Isaac with the, hey, we just had a great win or six-game win streak. Hey, you know we could trade all these guys? <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm trying to dance around this really bad right now. Okay, let me just throw this. At one more thing. We have we didn't cover this at the top, a little housekeeping, but Marquise Chris, second 10-day, runs up on Monday. Yeah. The Mavericks have to make a roster move if they want to keep him. So by the time you listen to this podcast, you might have seen a roster move uh, for them to keep Marquise Chris for the rest of the season. If not, it could very well happen on Monday. I don't know what that is. We'll see if it's... Well, the options The options are just release Willie Cauley-Stein and eat the, the rest of his contract. He makes $4.1 million this year, which is, by the way, more than Dorian Finney-Smith, <laughs> uh, which is kind of wild. But uh, it's either just... Just eat the money of Willie Colley sign or find a trade for him, right? I mean, they're not they're not getting rid of anybody else right now. I mean, they're yeah. I mean, there's there's. Do you see there's any a, other moves? I mean, Willie's just been out for personal reasons for uh, over a month now. We don't know why, or at least the media doesn't know why. I'm sure the team does, but yeah. Well, I mean, I think you know the whole thing with Willie is you know the dude makes four million dollars. Where if you do entertain the trade market, then that's money you can attach in a deal. So, I mean, I think immediately you look at team, you look at the bottom of the, you know, the cap sheet there and say, okay, well, is there somebody on the team that, you know, you could waive and you, it's not as big as a, of a, of a cap hit. I know they guaranteed Moses Brown, you know, money and stuff the other day, but it's, yep. you know, there's this, you know, Trey Burke makes less money than Willie Cauley Stein. Um, I, I get the Willie angle because he's a, he's a big, um, no, but, no just because he's been out. Yeah, if it was Trey Burke that had been out for personal reasons for the last like month and a half, then we would probably say Trey Burke then. 
True. I still think, you know, obviously their preferred route would probably be, hey, let's let's make a trade with somebody. Let's, you know, trade whoever it is, open up a spot kind of, you know, at the right, end of the bench. Right. And but we'll we'll see. I I would just say I would be very, very surprised if Marquis Chris is just gone and he signs with another team and he's not a Maverick. Because I, I think he's played well enough to where he should be on the Mavs. There's a couple more maps we need to talk about in this game, though, that I want to get to. Jalen yeah. Brunson, like I said, entire box of Kraft macaroni and cheese. Like, he just yeah. was so crafty in this game. 8 of 10 from the floor, hit one three that he hit. 17 points, four boards, four assists, one turnover. I, I talked about his turnovers early. Luka also had only four turnovers in this game. The Mavericks continuing to take care of the ball has been massive for this team. Brunson has just become, you mentioned he's a positive trade asset. He definitely is because, man, he just does some things that – I thought he outplayed Levine in this game. Is that crazy to say he had 17 points? He had, he had three less points, but I thought that there was just times when uh, he was more impactful. I could hear that. Yeah. Three, three points difference in what you expect from Levine versus what you expect from Brunson. Yeah. He had a, he had a, a bully ball move, you know, with against DeRoz- Levine. Well, yeah, on, on Levine, but he had one on DeRozan too. Of just, I'm just going to right at you. And I, I've said this before, but like, his ability this season to just like not spot up, just pull up off the dribble so fast out in the mid range, in the paint. It's, it's one of the biggest differences I've noticed of him this season. Yeah. It's just, he fine tuned that, that game where he just, you know, I'm talking about crafty. I'm like, okay, these moves that he, like the move he pulled off against Levine was on the left block and he gets Levine down into the post and he just stops and starts and changes his speed of his pump fake and of his uh, footwork to the point where Levine is just frozen. And then, like, Brunson can pull up and and get higher than Zach Levine, even though Zach Levine is, like, what, a good five inches taller than Brunson, six inches taller than Brunson? Yeah. But he can pull up over him because he stopped him right in his tracks. And so he's frozen and he can't get – he can't jump off the ground as fast as Zach Levine can jump to try and block something – and then also, he can't jump fully against Brunson in the post because Brunson will just pull that pump fake out again against him and get him up in the air and then score against him and get fouled. So it's the craftiness of Jalen Brunson that has been such a big part of his game. You know, he's a son of an NBA player. And so he, uh, you know, these I think a lot of these NBA players... where you're going with that. I've <laughs> learned lots of, of stuff. NBA player. <laughs> son of an NBA player, Jalen Brunson is. Maxi Kleba, six of nine from three. Oh, I love this guy. What a nice percentage from, from Maxi Kleba. 18 points, four boards, two assists, a block. We mentioned how crucial he is to the defensive end. He didn't even have to play all of 30 minutes either, which was is big for them because they need to preserve his legs, Dorian's legs, Bullock's legs, like all these guys that have to defend uh, these guys in space a lot. But but Maxi hitting all those threes, I mean, it's been, yes. I'm so, his long, I'm so, his long so distance glad. minutes, you know. When it went up, he's getting charged a little bit extra for his calls after tonight. Um, it, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, we're calling collect. We're calling collect <laughs> on, on Max and Kleba now. Dorian Finney-Smith also continues his little run here, four of seven from three. Those guys, you just feel confident in their shot right now, and I think they feel confident in their shot now too. Those two guys have actually been the most consistent Mavericks from shooting from three all year, but they continue to be, and that has been – uh, you know, just the the rock of this Mavericks offense, it feels like. Dorian quietly the the heart of this team. Thirteen straight yeah. games, thirteen straight games in the in double figures for Dorian right now. One of the best stretches um, of his career. Spent a lot of time guarding both DeRozan and Levine in this game. A lot of time on Levine. He started on him, 
And, uh, and yeah, uh, Bullock didn't get as many minutes as I expected him to get in this game. I found that kind of interesting. He only played 18 minutes. I'm curious if there's something going on with him. Sean Sweeney decided to go in a different direction. He played Tim almost 30 minutes. And so that was a, that was a very interesting move to me, but that's the direction he decided to go. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Sweeney right now. His kind of first little gig here running the show. And- it feels it feels a little Luke Walton on the Warriors Z, right? Like <laughs> like the the coach leaves and then the you know the interim comes in and gets his first couple wins and then they're some of the biggest wins of the season, right? Remember that Warriors yeah. run? No. Yeah, yeah, I like him. He's uh he's doing great right now. Absolutely. He had a comment about Josh Green after the game I found really interesting. Our friend Kevin Gray asked him a question about Josh Green development. And he said, what do, what kinds of things have you been trying to instill in Josh Green? And he says, well, with any player you try to instill is what is the team fundamental that you need to know? And then what's the individual fundamental thing that you need to know? How does your game translate to the team first? And then how does it translate to improving your game? And I found that an interesting mindset about a player right like how does josh green so we talked he talked about his his you know his um athleticism he talked about his speed he talked about all those things and so to me looking at that and thinking okay well yes athleticism and speed how would you take that gift that he has and that those traits that he has and take it to a team fundamental well cutting right that's exactly what you want him to do get out and fast break and cut and those are the things that he's been doing and so you see those points of emphasis with josh green and now you know we're seeing them on the court you know pay off in a big way Yes, we are. I, w- I would keep on going, but we're already past our time, and whoever my boss is will get mad. That's me. <laughs> Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every single day. We will be back tomorrow with another breakdown, and then we will always have your post games. You know that. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. He's all...